Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Hello and welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast. This is Emily Jansen, your host. And today I want to tackle a topic that is affecting a lot of people in my network, and that is the job market. Got a lot of friends, colleagues who are out there searching for new roles or are hiring. And so I want to talk about the state of the current job market as I know it and as research is showing us. And I also want to share some tips for getting hired faster if you are looking for a job. Uh, First, I wanted to kind of give you an update on what's going on in my world. First and foremost, I'm so happy to be talking to you today because last week I literally had no voice. I had a sinus infection for the third time this summer after a crazy winter of so much moisture in Northern Nevada. The pollen feels like it's attacking me and I've just been sick over and over again and I never get sick. And last week was one that took me down with a high fever I was totally miserable and I am not good at slowing down, especially last week was my kids first week back in school. The book pre-sale is ending pretty soon. So I still have a lot of work that I'm putting into that day to day, just a lot going on and getting sick is never good timing. And I am just not good at resting. But last week there was nothing else I could do except for rest and get in a couple hours of things done each day and try to spend some meaningful time with with my family. But it was awful. So this is a PSA for all of you. If and when you get sick this fall, take the time to rest and recover. I'm writing your permission slip. Uh, Make sure you visit your doctor because without the antibiotics that I got, I would still be in the hurt locker. Uh, But um, I'm sure you're a lot like me and are not great at implementing the rest required to get better, do it and um, it'll go by quickly and you'll be on the mend and back at it in no time. Just like I am, I'm like 85% today and um, it's been over a week, which is bananas. But anyway, happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you. Really excited about uh, today's conversation about the job market. Just some things that I want to share with you. This was Spurred by a lot of things, my my friends who are out there looking for new opportunities or are hiring, um, and then also during my sickness last week, I actually turned on the Today Show in the morning and they did a, a job report on what the market looks like today. There was actually some interesting insights. So I got curious, hit Google, have some statistics to bring to you today regarding jobs in America and the state. And hopefully this will help you to feel a little less alone, a little less crazy, a little less like you're spinning your wheels. I've heard from a few people that they've applied for hundreds of jobs with no results. I want to hopefully give you some tips today to avoid that pitfall and uh, pouring in that amount of time without getting any results that you want. What I want to tell you 
is that right now there is a higher intensity in June job research intensity was up 35% year over year, meaning job applicants are applying for more jobs, thus creating more competition for a given role. So like that example I just gave of me hearing from people that they've applied for hundreds of jobs without any results. I think one of the culprits to this, while it's an amazing resource, also creates this competitive ballooning of applications is LinkedIn and the LinkedIn easy apply button. I think this is really challenging for hiring committees as well when you're getting such a tremendous volume of applications and we want to apply for for jobs that we want, jobs that might be a little bit of a stretch for us so that it can provide us growth. Uh, But that easy apply is really ballooning the number of applicants that are applying for new roles. So, you know, that could be a major part of the problem as to why it's taking so many applications for you to get seen, get interviewed and get hired. Also, workers are staying in their roles longer. So LinkedIn has a short 10-year rate measurement, and it measures the number of positions that end after being held for less than a year. And that has declined by 5.5% compared to June of last year. I think what this is saying is things are settling down a little bit post-pandemic. There's a lot of money up for grabs coming out of the pandemic, a lot of job hopping going on. And I think we're seeing those pieces sort of settle into place. And I've got a little bit more data on that later as to why it might be tricky for you to find a new role. And um, oddly enough, at the same time, it's been tricky for people to fill the roles that their companies uh, really need. There's also lower confidence. There's been an overall decrease in confidence American workers have in getting and keeping a job. So again, I don't know this if this is pandemic hangover, but this is a sentiment that's been felt across the United States. They are people who are getting these new jobs are feeling less confidence that they can keep it, and people who are looking for jobs are feeling less confident that they can get it. So it's interesting. There's a lack of confidence across the board, and you know, I don't know, there's some tips I hope that we can discover to sort of settle some of these things a little bit for you personally, to get you more confident that you can find a job and more confident that you can keep a job. There were some other job trends that I wanted to share with you as well. And one of these that we're seeing is a freeze across all regions in salary. So post-pandemic, I think there was a big money grab. There were raises that were available to keep people job hopping. People who left jobs and got new jobs were uh, getting higher salaries. I think all of that is settling down post-pandemic. And those higher compensation, higher wages that we're seeing in roles are really kind of flattening out. And salary expectations are also still pressuring companies to boost salaries across the board. So there is a little bit of chaos taking place right now. My biggest piece of advice here is there are states that require salaries to be posted with the job postings. Use that information to your advantage. You have to, of course, take in cost of living if you're looking at jobs in California. They're one of the states that post the salary ranges. 
to wherever it is that you live. But that information is really fantastic to learn what your industry is paying and can open your eyes to what you might be able to earn. Check your social media because companies are using social to assess candidates. This is LinkedIn, but I think it's also easy to Google a candidate and check out their Instagram um, or their Facebook pages. We've known this for a long time, but we've become even more digital over the last several years. And so really mind what your presence looks like online and make sure that it's reflected in a way that you would want a hiring manager to be able to review. I know there's a lot of mixed emotions on this front that it should be separate, personal and work, but the more we become a digital world and workplace, the more things those things, the more ways that those areas are commingled. So I just be cautious if you're looking for a job that you are represented in a way that you want to be represented online. It's the same thing for brands. Brands are working to improve their reputation to have a chance at the top talent. So brands are pouring in resources to ensure that they are showing up online in the way that they would want their candidates to see their company. Imagine if you were excited about getting a job somewhere and you checked the Google reviews and they were not great or Glassdoor reviews did not make it look like a favorable company in which you would want to be employed. Brands are thinking the same thing. So I think we need to get aligned as, as employees and employers on our digital presence and, and firm all of those things up. The work from home debate is a hot one. That was something we got real familiar with during the COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of us are having a hard time letting that go. 75% of workers say that being able to work from home would make them happier. 50% they said that they will not go back to a job that does not offer a work from home setup. And then companies are expecting their employees to have a workstation at home that's conducive to a remote working environment should that be something that the company offers. I did hear uh, on the report earlier last week that work from home opportunities are shrinking. They are available in the industries that we might consider, um, specifically technology, uh, still some of these sales sales roles, but the opportunities are shrinking. And I think that that is paying into this demand where employees are looking for work from home opportunities and employers are ballooning with candidates for those positions. So it's getting ever more tricky to find the perfect match for you when we're looking at some things that are specific. And we're also being able to look across state lines. You might live in Texas, but have a work from home opportunity out of the state of California. So where originally you might've been competing with people in California in that city or people willing to relocate to that city, now the job market is open up to the United States or to the states in the U.S. where that company is available to hire, which could be anywhere from five to 10 from many of the job postings that I've seen. So it makes sense that the competition is hot. Also, remote work, uh, remote gigs in the gig economy are here to stay. 
talked so much about having a side hustle and, you know, I stay, I put plant my flag in the sand that side hustle doesn't have to be paid. It just has to be something that is outside of your day-to-day work. It could be your passion for CrossFit. It could be your passion for coffee or travel or marathons or running it side hustle to me means passion, passion for doing something else. Side hustle to other people means earning additional income. And the gig economy has really exploded over the last couple of years. 36% of U.S. workers are involved in the gig economy and freelancers contributed to $1.8 trillion to the U.S. economy in 2018. If you're wondering, there are all sorts of freelance platforms like Fiverr, Upwork, people per hour where you can find gig work if you don't have a network offering you consulting opportunities. This is something I've seen friends do for fun where they earn extra income and they do a little bit more task-oriented work. Um, This is also something I've seen people build a business off of, whether they were virtual assistants from starting a podcast editing video that began at Fiverr. So Check it out if it's something that you're interested in, if you have flexibility in your schedule, um, or if you want to plug in a couple hours in the evenings or weekends when you're not tuned into your regular job to just try something new. These platforms can really help you to up-level your skill set and also learn some earn some additional income. It's also remote work, so it lets you dip your toe into what remote work might look like for you. And I just, I think it's a really interesting way to earn additional money. If that salary freeze is enabled inside your workplace, um, or you're only getting a 3% raise year over year, and you're looking for some additional income to live the life that you want to live, the gig economy is live and active. So I highly advise it's something that you check out. Those are some updates on the job market and what it looks like at this point. So again, I don't think you're crazy if you haven't found the job of your dreams yet, your new employment. Um, I don't think you're crazy if you've applied for a lot of positions and nothing has landed. Uh, I think we're in a very bizarre place in time. So I've got four suggestions for you that can help you get to where you want to go with your career faster. The first one, we talked a little bit about social media, but number one is update your LinkedIn. Update your LinkedIn. Make sure you've got a photo. Make sure you have your bio. Make sure you have your employment record updated. If you're part of any volunteering or charities, update that section. Um, Ask some previous colleagues for some comments on your your LinkedIn posts or uh, some referrals in that bottom section of your page. Those shine and help you stand out. A few comments on your bio and your work history. Make sure you're not only including your job description and make sure you're including your contributions. What did you specifically do in that role to make that company a better place. Outline that as briefly, as succinctly, and as action-oriented as you can. If you can't think of how to do it, 
look inside your network. Who in your network has a great LinkedIn profile and what advice can you glean from the words that they've chosen to demonstrate their skills and abilities? Use, use LinkedIn to help yourself to update your profile on that bio. Let the bio reflect what it is you want next. What do you want next and what can you contribute? Can you update the bio to reflect what that would look like for a company to hire an all-star player like you? So that's tip number one, update the LinkedIn. Number two, it's tedious, but make sure your resume and cover letter use keywords from each job description. I already mentioned the easy apply from LinkedIn. It is a blessing and a curse. I think it's wonderful that we can easy apply for all these jobs because job applications are so incredibly tedious. However, companies are using AI to scan applications before they do the first round of interviews, because like we mentioned, the job pool is ballooning. There's hundreds, if not thousands of applications for each job that's posted. So how do you get yours to stand out? First, you got to beat the machine before you can beat the person, before you can win the person over in the job interview. So scan that job posting for keywords. What words are they using to describe their ideal candidate? And do you have those words in your resume, cover letter, or application? Best practice is to edit that before every time you apply. Yes, tedious, but think about how much time you're going to waste if you're not landing any interviews. That could be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 more applications down maybe a, a rabbit hole of jobs that you might not even be that passionate about. Make sure you put in the time and effort for the ones that you really, really want. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree we're always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's breakthroughbrands.com. 
at Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. The third piece of advice, use your network and get referred. Small batch emails is one of the ways that I, I talk about this tip right here, small batch emails, who is in your network and who can help you get a job. You have to ask, you have to let people know that you are available in order for your inbox to be filled with replies or requests to have discussions. It is work to find a job, but again, we're trying to earn a, a salary and a position that is meaningful to us. So you have to put in the work to get there. So here's a suggestion that I just gave a friend the other week to write a list of everyone in their network. One of the ways to do this, I've scanned my sent emails. Who have I sent emails to in the last six months that might be beneficial for me on the job hunt? Use your personal email and you can also use your current work email if you're extracting the people that are colleagues or people that you have great relationships with that you trust. It's not great uh, to let your employer know that you're on the hunt. So you just have to be really careful with how you're using your current company's resources, which can include contacts and emails that you've made through that job. So really be cautious kind of walking down that road. But first you get your big list. Hopefully it has a lot of names and a lot of contact information. From there, start to batch who these people are. So maybe one category are people who are colleagues. So if you work in baseball, maybe all these people work in baseball too. If you um, work in sponsorship, maybe there is a group of sponsors that you work with that you're very close with, um, that you've sold to, and maybe uh, some of those include agencies that might have their ear to the ground. Um, maybe some of those are high-level marketing VPs that um, might know of, of openings. Put those in another bucket together. Um, another bucket, I hopefully you're involved in some type of community efforts, or you might be on a board. Who are people from that board that you can kind of put in a group and let them know, hey, here's here's who I am. This is what I'm looking for. If you hear of anything, you know, please, I'd love an introduction or um, send me an email and, and let me know where I can follow up. Make the ask. So the idea is you get this big list and then you drill it down into less than 10 emails per batch. You can email that batch as a group. Uh, there's something to be said about queuing people together and letting them know that, 
hey, you guys are all part of this group in my network and I would appreciate any help. If one person hits reply all, it sort of puts the pressure on the others to make a contribution as well. So you can use that peer pressure. Anyway, hopefully you have a list and hopefully you have several different groups. If you don't, think about how you can grow your network because that might be something that you really need to do in order to improve your chances of landing a great job. Okay, what does this email include? The email that you send to, to this these small batch groups, what does it include? One, here's who I am and how I know you. This is why I value you in my network. And here is what I am looking for. Again, this is how I know you. This is why I value you. Here's what I am looking for. Rather than attaching your full resume, hopefully you've completed step one and updated your LinkedIn so you can just have the LinkedIn link attached in the email rather than worrying about a bunch of attachments. If you have your own website, include your website. Just make it make it very clear, make it very easy and let them know what it is you're looking for. I'm looking for a job in this category. I'm looking for a job at this level. I am looking for a new opportunity in this city, in this region, in this industry. And then the final piece is what they can do for you. I would appreciate it if you hear of anything, if you pass it my way. I would appreciate it if you share this with a couple people in your network who you might think would find value in speaking with me. You got to make the ask for what you want somebody to do next. Otherwise, they're left with a really great email and then what? Especially if you're not specific on what it is that you want. How can they make an introduction if they're not sure that their network can serve you? So make sure that once you get to the point that you are sending these emails, the emails are inclusive of all of these details so that the person or people you've sent it to know exactly what they can do next to help you. Finally, before your send-off, ensure that you tell them you are there for them should they need anything from you. If you can think of a specific favor to return to one of these individuals, extract them from the group, send them a personal email, and tell them what it is you're going to do to help them. So, this is a world of, of favors. It is a world of help. It is a world of people who do want to help somebody else. It helps my network strengthen if I help a friend find another, their next great employee. That helps me. So I am primed to um, want to help in these situations when it can be rewarding for everybody involved. So keep that in mind if you're also feeling a little bit of trepidation about reaching out to your network and asking for help. I have um, in the last week just found a great uh, friend and colleague of mine, their next new role, because a person reached out to me personally and said, if you know anybody Here's the role that I'm looking to fill. I would greatly appreciate a recommendation. I happen to know somebody in my network that would be a good fit. And ultimately that person got the job. I feel great. I feel the strength of my network. I feel really excited for the uh, the company and I feel very excited for the individual 
that they're getting their next great opportunity. And I have really nothing to do with this. I have no skin in the game, but I was able to help a friend on both sides of the coin. So it does happen and people do want to help. So don't feel like you're inconveniencing people if you're making that ask. And then finally, I touched on this a little bit in three, in number three, but a little differently. I need you to be specific. If you need to know, are you open to relocation? Yes or no? Will you move? Because if you will move, where will you move to? What are the top cities where you want to live? List those out. The next step, what are the top 10 companies that you want to work for? Write them down. Hopefully those companies are located in the cities in which you want to live or have opportunities in the cities where you want to live. You could do one first and, and then the other. Those are a little interchangeable. Um, if you're not open to relocation, what are the 10 companies you want to work for? Given your circumstances that you will not relocate, you would require work in that city. So that would either be remote or for one of the companies that is already, you know, in, in commuting proximity to you. Narrow down that list and it helps you get so much more laser focused on what job opportunities are available if you know where it is that you want to work. You can apply for current roles there. You can begin to do your research and you can find out if um, one, that company was a bit of a pipe dream. Maybe it, it looked good in the ad you saw on TV, but upon further investigation, not a good fit. Move it off the list, put somebody else on. The other great thing about that is having that top 10 list of companies that are inclusive of locations is that is more specific to share with your network. So that list we talked about in number three, you can go back to that list and say, hey, these are the top 10 companies where I want to be employed. Do you have any contacts here? Or better yet, hey, so-and-so, I saw that you're connected to this person who works for this company on LinkedIn. Can you make an introduction? Do you know this person well, or was this a random kind of connection that was made? Can you help me? Get specific and do the legwork. Imagine if you can circumvent the line or your resume goes into the queue with a flag that these people have already already know who you are, already identified that you're a candidate that they would like to interview. Doing this investigation kind of PI work is infinitely helpful to get your resume to the top of the pile. Being referred is still the number one way to get a job. Being specific is probably the number two way to get a job. You got to know what it is you want to do and where it is you want to work. Again, for the people in the back, you have to know what it is you want to do and where it is you want to work. That might just mean the industry in which you want to work in, but you have to know the job that you want to do. You can't just say, I'll do anything in marketing, communications, uh, PR, digital, sales. That's more than probably half the jobs inside most companies. If, if you, we included sales as a general theme, uh, marketing, PR as a general theme, that could also include customer service. You might be looking at over 50% of the company. So what it is? what is it that you really want to do? be specific, and it's going to help tremendously 
Maybe you need to take a break from job searching. Maybe you need to pause for a couple of weeks and really do the inner work first and decide what you're great at, what you want to do next, where your skill set would be best employed, where you want to work, where you want to live. Do your homework before you dig into the application process again. And if you go in prepared, I promise you that you're going to get better results than just hitting easy apply on LinkedIn. So I hope this episode was helpful to you and you felt seen in understanding what the job market actually looks like regarding the volume of applications and the volume of jobs that are available and what is happening with salaries and remote work and that those tips are helpful to you so you can start a meaningful search to find your next great job. One last thing I want to mention. There are search firms out there. Legacy Sports Search has been a longtime sponsor of this podcast. They have job postings on their website. If you work in sports and entertainment and that is something that is of interest to you, please check out their website and shoot me an email if there's a job listed there that you um, would like to throw your hat in the ring. There are plenty of other companies like Legacy Sports Search that help companies find the best candidates. Hiring is hard and companies need help. So do your research and maybe there's another way in through a search agency where you can develop a relationship with a recruiter and have jobs brought to you as they become available. So make sure to get really, really curious about what that might look for you, look like for you in your industry. And there are more, there's more than one way to find a job. Uh, But I will tell you that the best way is to use your network and, and use your resources and be smart, be curious about what this could look like for you. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone that you know who is looking for a job. Um, I would be thrilled if we reached more people with the Leadership as Female podcast. We show up here week after week, season after season for free, delivering you tips and interviews to enhance your work and life. This is Emily Jansen. I'm your host, and I hope you have the best week ever. Let's go. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource, and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at leadershipisfemale. Now take this lesson and run. Let's go.